not a boundary line territory like it did with Benjamin. What's the only thing that it lists with Simeon? Just cities. cities. Because look at verse 9. The inheritance of the sons of Simeon was taken from the portion of the sons of Judah, for the share of the sons of Judah was too large for them, so the sons of Simeon received an inheritance in the midst of Judah's inheritance. So they didn't really get a territory. They got some cities that were in the middle of Judah's territory, going back to that deal with Genesis 34, that Simeon and Levi, because they massacred the Shechemites, they were scattered. So Simeon was just scattered cities within Judah. They, and Levi was scattered cities among the whole other tribes, other 12 tribes. Um, actually, 15 of the 17 cities that are here mentioned for Simeon were also mentioned the cities of Judah. So they didn't really even necessarily get mostly their own cities. They got cities they shared with Judah. Now, um, Tasha made a really good point that, you know, originally then, Simeon should be seen as associated with Judah. That's where their territory was. But, if you look at Second Chronicles 15.9, you remember when they, uh, when they had the division into the northern and southern kingdom, right? What was the predominant tribe in the southern kingdom? Judah. Well, look at Second Chronicles 15.9. This is during Asa's day. He gathered all Judah and Benjamin and those from Ephraim, Manasseh, and Simeon who resided with them for many defected to him from Israel when they saw the Lord his God was with him. That implies that the people of Ephraim, Manasseh, and Simeon came down from the northern kingdom to Asa. But if Simeon was with Judah... Still, they then they wouldn't have come anywhere. They would have already been in Judah, and they'd already been a part of this. But it implies that the Simeonites had somehow migrated north and came down. And look at Second uh, Chronicles thirty-four, verse six. This is in Josiah's day, and he uh, he does things not just in Judah. Uh, in verse 5, then he burned the bones of the priests on their altars and purged Judah and Jerusalem in the cities of Manasseh, Ephraim, Simeon, even as far as Naphtali and their surrounding ruins. He also tore down the altars and beat the Asherah and all that sort of stuff. And so again, that implies that Simeon was now in the north along with Manasseh, Ephraim, and Naphtali. So my contention is that somewhere along the line, Simeon migrated north and no longer stayed in the territory of Judah because of passages like those. That would not have been the only tribe that migrated north, right? What other tribe migrated north? Dan. Dan. And so I'm guessing Simeon did something similar, and Simeon migrated north as well. What was Tasha's question? That was Tasha's question. Because um, whenever you split the land, um, like con- like the number of tribes they gave to each side, like it didn't work if Simeon still stayed with Judah. Like if the tribe of Simeon was inside the Judah. The ten tribes that are with Jeroboam include Simeon. 
That's what she's yeah. saying. I'm just saying that yeah. different way. That, that, okay. Yeah, I just knew it would be clearer for your mom that way. Yeah. Because the two... How many tribes are there? Twelve. Twelve. So you had ten and two. You had ten and two. Who were the two? Judah and Benjamin. Judah and Benjamin. If it's Simeon also with them, then it would be nine and three. Yeah, and I think that confused me. I was trying to put like Benjamin with Israel for a while or something because Simeon Sometimes people do. had to stay with. Judah. Sometimes people do, but I think okay. that's not correct. I think it was Benjamin and Judah, and I think Simeon by that point was considered to be one of the northern tribes because I'm assuming they'd done a number kind of like Dan had done and moved north. That's the only way I can make sense of those passages that show them moving south down into Benjamin and Judah. Uh, okay, so in Revelation, whenever it, uh, whenever there's like 12,000 from each tribe, why was uh, Simeon counted? Because Levi wasn't counted, were they? In Revelation oh. 7, Levi was counted. Oh, yeah, Dan. Dan. Dan was not. Okay. And Dan was not because I think they were the most unfaithful tribe especially based on the events in Judges 17 and 18. So I think if you're, count, if you're sealing the servants of God on their forehead, who would count Dan as a servant of God? I mean, Dan also then very logically became the place of the golden calf. They'd been worshipping their own way for a few hundred years already. Why not put the golden calf there? What were the references for the Second Chronicles? Or? Second Chronicles 15, 9... And thirty-four six. So lots of interesting things. When you start delving into things like that, then you see things that are like, "Wow, yeah, I never thought about it that way." But you have to really get into some of this geography, or you don't even notice it. So, very good question. Other questions or thoughts about that? So, we were doing mothers. We said Benjamin's mother was Rachel. Who was Simeon's mother? Leah. Leah. Simeon was the what-born son? Second-born son. Very good. All right, so then we're now in Joshua 19.10. We're casting lots for the different tribes to see which of the divisions that the people have made they're going to get. And Zebulun's lot comes up third... And so here you have kind of the borders outline, starting in verse 11, look like Simeon was pretty much landlocked. I'm not sure they touched the sea anywhere. And uh, you've got both the, the kind of the frontiers, the borders, you know, sort of diagrammed, and you also have some cities that are mentioned, and that was the inheritance of Zebulun. Um, Zebulun was up in the north, and uh, Zebulun, was a son through which which uh, mother? That back to Leah. That's Leah. Yep, Leah's fifth. Yeah, but she had the first four, and then you had Rachel's she, handmaid, and then Leah's handmaid, and then, and then the, the, yes. Leah. So this was the ninth-born son, the fifth one from Leah. Yes. Did Rachel have the last two? Rachel had the last two. Joseph and the one she died in. Yeah. Okay, very good. Uh, so actually we're starting to see these are grouped by mothers. Huh. As it turns out. 
Because the next one is Issachar, and that was also from Leah. That's where the fourth lot fell. And so he mentions uh, some of this territory, mostly by cities here, although he mentioned the border uh, a little bit as well. And Issachar was up in the north. Um, And again, you look at a good map, it'll kind of show you where in the north these places are. Going back to Zebulun, you said Zebulun was landlocked. Um, but then the prophecy that you were looking at earlier from um, Abraham, or Jacob talking about his children says that he would be... Where did I go? Verse 13. Zebulun will dwell at the seashore and he shall be a haven for ships and his flank shall be towards Sidon. Yeah. How does that reconcile? I don't know. Okay. Good, good point. <laughs> but, the, yeah, the description of the territory doesn't... The territory doesn't seem to include any sea border, but you do have that prophecy, and I don't have a good answer to that, so that's a good good observation. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so do the handmaids then get all the last? The last three are from the handmaids. Mm-hmm. They are. Um, so we're missing one, though. Yes. Who Dan. 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 No. Gad. No. Right. Gad. Gad is from the handmaid, but Gad is one of the ones oh, on, he's on the, the other side. Right hand side of the okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it helps when you when you start really getting this all revolving in your head. Uh, Pretty I cool. I know, I'm happy to go through the song because I know it's in order. Yeah. I have a hard time with the order. But the too. mother's thing, that, I, that's sort of cool. Yeah. And the handmaids would be second. Yeah, they're right, exactly. So they get the fifth, sixth, and seventh. Yeah. So uh, the fifth is Asher. It's twenty-four to thirty-one. So you have the kind of the description of the territory, including various cities, and they're in the north. And then the sixth one in verse thirty-two and following is Naphtali, and they're up in the north as well. Shows the borders, some of the cities, and that sort of thing. Uh, And then you have Dan. The seventh lot. Dan, uh, Dan, yeah, that's what I thought. Dan is the first of the uh, ones from the concubines, but he was the last one to get the territory. And it shows you uh, some of the cities of Dan, but in verse 47, the territory of the sons of Dan proceeded beyond them, for the sons of Dan went up and fought with Lashem and captured it. Then they struck it with the edge of the sword and possessed it and settled in it. And they called Lashem Dan after the name of Dan, their father. Now, Lashem there is a variation on Laish. And so Dan, instead of conquering their territory, they went up to Laish and settled there. That's Judges 17 and 18. Remember in Judges 1, the Amorites wouldn't let the Danite (laughs) tribe conquer their territory. Now, wouldn't let them in quotes. Because there's no Amorite alive that can withstand the Lord God, and God would be fighting with them and for them if they'd have let him. So they didn't let them in the sense that uh, they would have had to fight him and rely on the Lord, and they didn't do that. So that's why Dan said, okay, we're just going to migrate to an easier place to capture, and they capture Laish up in the very far north. And... uh, so that, that this is a reference to that. Um, and so what you see is something like that is kind of supplied from a little later in their history. 
you know, we kind of, this was, the, obviously this wasn't something that was said, right, when the t- territory was divided. This is kind of supplementing it so we actually know where Dan ended up, not really where they were supposed to be. Does that make sense? Question or comment about that? All right, let's uh, then, somebody want to read chapter 19, verses 49 to 51. When they finished apportioning the land for inheritance by its borders, the sons of Israel gave an inheritance in their midst to Joshua, the son of Nun. In accordance with the command of the Lord, they gave him the city for which he asked, Timnath Sarah, in the hill country of Ephraim. So he built the city and settled in it. These are the inheritances which Eliezer the priest and Joshua the son of Nun and the heads of the households of the tribes of the sons of Israel distributed by Lot in Shiloh before the Lord at the doorway of the tent of meeting. So they finished dividing the land. Okay, so um, who gets this this uh, last part here? Who's 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 the focus on? Joshua. Now, who is Joshua? Leader. And what had he been before that? Spy. Now, who was the first person whose territory is mentioned? Caleb, back in Joshua 14. So you've got Caleb's part at the beginning of the division among the tribes, and then you uh, not at the tribes on the west side of the Jordan, and then Joshua's territory at the end of that. So that's kind of interesting. And it's interesting, Joshua being the leader kind of waited till the end to get his specific territory. And uh, so that, that begins and ends this dividing up of the territory section. What tribe was Joshua? Good question. What tribe was Joshua from? Ephraim. That's right. Ephraim. What tribe was Caleb from? Judah. Judah. Yeah. Yeah. So the two big leaders were from the two big tribes, Judah and Ephraim, big in the sense of important. All right, any other questions or comments on anything through Judges 19, or Joshua 19? Easy to go through those if we don't read them all. So. All right, uh, chapter 20, we will uh, look at a little bit more carefully, however. Um,